Chapter 30. Sometimes there's nothing more expressive than Spanish, like madrugada, the word for so stupid early it's still dark outside. It's one of those words that seem to mean more than a dictionary can tell you. It sounds like the word Merlin would use to turn his enemy's teeth into worms. The madrugada is my time. That's when you feel the most magical, and I was going to need all the magic I could find to succeed in today's mission. Close the hole in Yasmani's locker if I could. So when my arm went off at my when my alarm went off at a stupid early o'clock, even though I hadn't gotten much sleep the last two days, I felt full of power and potential. I showered, did all the pokey, bleedy, beeps, you're fine stuff, microwaved breakfast, mathed out the rest of my food for the day, loaded my pockets with tricks, and put on a very special ball cap. On the way out the door, I grabbed one more little item, the entropy sweeper Poppy had used to scan me when I was in the hospital. I wouldn't have taken the device if I if it hadn't begged me. I didn't even see it at first. I just heard it, moaning, woe is I, woe is I, over and over. I had the front door open already, but I closed it and followed the sound of the sweeper's wailing. I found it behind the couch and under a blanket. I pulled it out, leaned it against the wall, and peeked under the blanket. You okay there, entropy sweeper dude? No, I'm not okay, it snapped. What part of woe is I was unclear to you? Well, now that you mention it, isn't it supposed to be woe is me? It laughed triumphantly. No, the correct grammar is woe is I. Shakespeare got it wrong in that little speech of his. Therefore, I am smarter than Shakespeare. Right, I said, dropping the blanket. Well, good luck with that. No, wait, don't leave. Reluctantly, I turned back around. Dude, I have to get to school. Yes, but I'm going to be so lonely. Now that your pappy has a stupid remember nation machine, he doesn't need his loyal old entropy sweeper anymore. He threw me behind a couch. He's going to recycle me, kid. Cut me up for spare parts. You got to save me. I walked back over to it and removed the blanket. Pappy wouldn't do that. You're lying. And then doubting myself, I asked, can a class 8 artificial intelligence lie? Oh, yeah, sure. I lie all the time. I'm lying right now. <laughs> My brain short-circuited a little. But if you're lying about lying, but if you're telling the truth about lying, I just blew your mind, didn't I, kid? Wahaha. This thing was trouble. I should have just walked away. But the fact was, it could really help me with my plan. And if Pappy had left it under a blanket behind the couch, he probably wouldn't be using it anytime soon. So I grabbed the weed whacker from the garage, stuck it behind the couch, put the blanket over it, and took off for school with the number one mobile calimetron detector in the world before the parents' bedroom door had even cracked open. Out on the sidewalk, I asked the entropy sweeper, do you want me to turn you off until we get to school? Treat the on-off switch. I treat the on-off switch as more of a suggestion, it said. That's when I noticed that the switch was already set to off. Yeah, I, I yanked the battery out of the handle then and there. And Mr. Class 8 I, AI went to sleep for a while. I had to solve three problems to pull off this mission. Get in, One, get inside Coleco. Two, beat the camera so I didn't get recorded. Three, distract Mr. Milagros. If the doors were locked, I'd have to find another way to get in. But I was sure I could. I am the master magician, Salvador Vidon. The real trick was getting inside undetected. The cameras looking down from the ceiling would nail me if I wasn't prepared. Of course, I had a plan to beat them, which in this case came in the form of the single ugliest hat in the multiverse. It was made of reflective rainbow material, and on the front it said, What's the bright idea? That's because it was also studded all over with like 50 LED lights. 
The moment I saw it in the bargain bin in the dollar store, and dude, if you make it into the bargain bin in the dollar store, you know nobody wants you. I knew I had to have it. You should have seen the look American stepmom gave me when I asked for an advance on my allowance so I could buy such a hideous thing. Because see, all those LEDs bouncing off that reflective rainbow material would blind a surveillance camera. The light would overwhelm the lens and all people would be able to see on the video would be this huge glowing shape moving around. I turned on my hat. I think I was legit brighter than the peaking sun in that moment and then tried the front door to Coleco. It was unlocked. I opened the door and walked in. Two problems solved, one to go. Of course, Mr. Milagros was going to be the hardest problem of all, but once again, I had a plan. I, disguised in rainbow light, burglar stepped over to the administration office, which was the which was close to the front doors. It also wasn't locked. Coleco seemed to be a weirdly trusting school. Once inside, I tiptoed over to the office manager's desk. Judging from it, Mr. Zacto was more OCD than I was. Both his inbox and out trays had zero papers in them. He had a calendar almost as big as the desktop, and he had jotted notes on it in a beautiful cursive script like the founding father's handwriting. The fountain pen he used, complete with white plume, stood proudly in the back right corner of the desk. On the front right corner, Mr. Zacto had squared his phone so that it looked like it had been custom made to fit in that spot. The phone was why I was there. I had to be careful not to move a thing on the desk. Dude would know. I took a clown-sized hanky out of my pocket, held it with my thumb and finger, and used it to pick up the receiver. There was still plenty of clown hanky left to cover that part you speak into, which I did, and still more clown hanky I could use to press the appropriate button on the phone's speed dial. I could see from the carefully labeled phone that the top button was for reaching Mr. Milagros. This guy had the janitor in the number one speed dial spot. Mr. Zacto? Yeah, he definitely, yeah, definitely a clean freak. The phone rang just once before he picked up. Bueno, he greeted. I knew he would be at the school already. My favorite custodian back in Connecticut was the same way. He basically lived at the school, saw everything, knew everyone. Nicest guy you could ever meet, too, just like Mr. Milagros. They were two of a kind. It's harder to play tricks on people you like if you can never let them in on the joke. You have to stick to tricks that definitely won't hurt them or make them feel bad. So in terms of classic Salvador pranks, this one would be pretty mild. But all that mattered was that it worked. Time to find out if it would. Mr. Milagros, I said. Buenos dias, jefa. Llego tempranito esta mañana. Mucho trabajo? And see, he said all that because he thought I was Principal Torres. I'm pretty good at voices, but it also helped that I was doing this over the phone and that the only person Mr. Milagros would be expecting to hear from this early calling from the office would be Principal Torres. Just like emotions change your eyesight, people hear what they expect to hear. Mr. Milagros, I repeated, have you had a chance to look at all the gender, at the all gender bathrooms on the first floor this morning? I delivered the line with the same tone Principal Torres used on students in her office, the tone that meant, I already know you're guilty, but I want to see if you're going to lie to my face. I literally heard Mr. Milagro sit up straight. No jefa. I exhaled into the phone like a bull about to charge. Well then, perhaps before anyone else has occasion to visit them, you could bring the very cleanest mop in the school and a very large bucket filled to the brim with powerful chemicals, and you could make sure they are just a little bit cleaner than they are right now. What do you think? There are a few seconds of silence. 
This was a man who took pride in his work. Filth was the enemy, and he would defeat it no matter what. I could almost hear him powering up. I could almost hear his eyes narrowing, his warrior smile spreading over his face. Para servile, he said, two octaves down from his normal voice, and then he hung up. I hadn't lied to Mr. Milagros. I had just asked him if he'd checked the bathrooms, and if he thought it'd be a good idea to make them a little cleaner. A very mild prank. Not even a prank, really. More of a recommendation. It'd take him a few minutes to prepare his bucket, if, and if I knew the man, he'd spend every last second up until the first bell scrubbing the first floor bathrooms. They'd be gleaming by the time he was done, and in the meantime, I could experiment on Yasmani's locker without getting caught. Everybody wins. But I had to move quickly. I left everything exactly the way I'd found it on Mr. Zakto's desk. Then, careful not to bang the en entropy sweeper against anything, I quietly lunge-walked out of the administration and up two flights of stairs. It wasn't a minute before I was face to face again, once again with Yasmani's locker. I set the alarm on my smartwatch to go off 20 minutes before school started. Then I took a breath, exhaled, and okay, popped in the sweeper's battery pack and turned it on. I'm alive, it said. I looked around for anyone who might have heard it blurting. No one. But still, shh, I said. Silent mode activated, the entropy sweeper said. It sounded disappointed. I said, shh, I know, and I was acknowledging that I had heard you and was complying with your request. I let go of one of the handlebars to wipe my own forehead. You can't answer me and be silent at the same time, you stupid machine. But if I don't answer, that could mean I hadn't understood your command and was not ready to comply. The only way you could know for sure that I was ready to start being quiet is if I told you I was going to. I pulled the battery pack. Why did everything need a brain these days? I counted to five, then pushed the batteries back into the slot in the handle. No whining AI, which was good. No noises at all. No lights. No readout on the handlebars. Had I broken something? Oh no, I said, and gave the sweeper a little shake. Why aren't you working? The lights came on. Oh, I'm working, said the AI, loud and triumphant, but you couldn't tell, could you? Because I wasn't responding. See, perhaps now, rude human, you understand my point. I didn't have time to fight with an AI. More importantly, I needed it to be my friend so it wouldn't knock me out to Pappy once I returned it. Time to change tactics. Entropy Sweeper, I need your help. You are my only hope. I am here to serve, the sweeper said happily. It started cycling through colors with joy. I started talking fast, hoping it wouldn't interrupt me anymore. I need to conduct a scan, a silent scan of this hallway. What's the best way for us to do that? Hmm, said the AI. I think, and now thank, and now thank everything. It was whispering. Perhaps we should communicate through color. That sounds smart, I said encouragingly. Oh, the AI liked that. It started whispering. A mile a minute. Great. So... Red means no, green means yes, yellow means maybe, blue means I'm still working on it, orange means thank you, indigo means no thank you, chartreuse means are you insane? Pedro Martinez is the greatest pitcher from, ever. From 1999 to 2003, he outperformed. Perfect, I whispered, repted. Man, this was the most opinionated entropy sweeper I'd ever met. When can we start? Right away, said the AI, and then without another word, it turned blue all along its edges. It was working on it. Finally, I raised the entropy sweeper so its propellers could get a good long taste of Yasmani's locker. After several seconds, I whispered, any calimitrons? The machine turned even bluer all over. It was thinking. Blue. It pulsed. Blue. 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 Then green. Stay calm, Sal. How many? I asked. Oh, no. The sweeper burst out. We forgot to assign numbers to any colors. 
Okay, teal is one, puce is two, ochre is three, magenta is four, gamboge is, or maybe I intruded, you could just display the numbers on the screen on your handlebars. Oh yes, the AI said happily. Good idea. You're all right, human. Thanks, Entropy Sweeper. It cycled through colors like a chameleon in love and displayed the number of calimetrons in the hallway. 37. 37, I repeated to help me think. If I could somehow fit the remembernation monitor in this hallway, I would be able to see the calimetrons on its screen. But the Entropy Sweeper's screen could barely display emojis. I knew there were calimetrons here, but that's all. And knowing that much only made me feel scared and uneasy. I didn't really, it didn't really help anything. You okay, buddy? Asked the sweeper, using its lowest volume setting. Your pulse is rising. Yeah, I answered. I tried to be nice about it. It wasn't the sweeper's fault that the hole I'd ripped in the fabric of the cosmos was leaking calamity into the universe. It was mine. I just wish I could make the calamitrons disappear. I stood holding the sweeper, not knowing what to do next. Well, for one thing, I had to figure out where I could hide it. It was way too big to carry around all day, and way too big for my locker. Maybe in the prop room? Mrs. Lockett would, would let me, and people would think it was just another, Whoa, said the entropy sweeper. I could literally hear it misspell, misspelling whoa. And now its screen was displaying an emoji with its mouth hanging open. What? I asked. How'd you do that? Do what? Hang on, it said, turning blue. Let me check something. It pulsed light and did whatever entropy sweepers do. Its propellers spinning thoughtfully. Yep, I was right. It said a few seconds later, then a number appeared on its display. 36. Huh, are you saying one of the calimetrons went away? Don't play coy with me, Buster. I saw what you did there. Keep it down, I said. I looked around for any sign of Mr. Milagros, but I was still alone in the hallway. I seriously don't know what you're talking about. Come off it, the machine said, but at least at a low volume now. You ate that calimetron. What? I wetted. No, I didn't. Well, okay, since you stuck it up your nose, it isn't technically eating. I was being metaphoric. I'm telling you, I said, getting harsher, if not louder. I didn't eat, sniff, inhale, ingest, or do anything to any calimetron. Hey, I wouldn't have believed it either if I hadn't detected it with my own 75 distinct entropy sensors. You wished that you could get rid of the calimetrons, and the closest one in the hallway, like you had hit like you had hypnotized it, drifted over to you, slowly, slowly, merrily, merrily, life is but a dream, and then snort, you vacuumed it into your nose and out of this universe. I stood there looking like that open-mouthed emoji. It took ten seconds before I could even make sense of what the sweeper had said to me. Finally, I squeezed my brain like an orange to get a question out. I snorted a calimetron. Yep. And it's gone? Yep. But where did it go? On the display... The shrug emoji appeared. You're the one who snarfed it. You tell me. And of course, just then, my alarm went off. Half hour to homeroom. I'd have to figure out if inhaling calamity was bad for your health later.